Hi, everybody, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm obviously joined by Chris Lewis today. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Down bad, it seems. Yet tech is coming for us. Mercury is in retrograde and we are fucked, but I need you guys to know we're doing our best. We're being recorded on three different platforms. I've never put my phone on airplane mode on an actual airplane, but it's mm-hmm. on there now. I also clicked some button called focus. I'm on do not disturb. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have a lot going on, you know, um, but we just want to make sure that we get this content out to the people. Um, that's priority number one. Always. And, um, you know, and look, have we said everything we're about to say three times because that's how many times we've tried to record this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like tough to it's like tough to bring a fresh voice to something yes. you've done three times. Mm-hmm. But we're going to. You know, this is our first week as independent girlies. Mm-hmm. Small business owners. Uh, and that small business is floundering. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to write that ship, turn it around. And we could not do that without you guys at Patreon. You know, I want to thank our iconic shorties for the fourth time today. Carlos, Gina, Ginny, and Lauren, love you guys. And everyone who's already signed up, this week does mark the first time we are um, putting out a Patreon bonus episode. On Friday, May 5th, you're going to get our thoughts on the first five episodes of Succession. And um, you're going to get a an admission of something that is quite shocking and upsetting mm-hmm. that Sam and I discovered about ourselves last night. And so it's a real place for vulnerability over there. And also things are going on behind the paywall that we can't put out to the public and still yeah. remain right with ourselves and with God. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, like we said, the admissions that are going to be put out are shocking. If you thought we were bad before. <laughs> Get us behind a paywall. Yeah, because... um. I'm it's going to be fast and loose. Some things and questions are coming in from some of the patrons that I'm like, I don't know if I could answer that on the regular podcast. But behind a paywall, I'm happy to talk to tell you guys about my sex dream about Karen Culkin. And I would love to hear it because I honestly haven't heard it yet. Let's go, baby, because I'm really talking about it. And that's not the admission that we're discussing. There's something. Something darker. Something yeah, scarier. Something darker. Something, <laughs> something dark scarier. Something that really shook me like a rattle i am no longer a child Mm-mm. we're adults now yeah we've been deflowered yeah and so i just want you guys to know that's over there so if you want to sign up for patreon you know you go over to patreon.com type in shortcomings podcast and sign up at 10 or 25 dollars if you want access to bonus episodes at five dollars you're going to get the newsletter and also episodes early i don't know how early but um early and you know you'll just be getting extra content and you'll be supporting us and i really do want that to be the number one takeaway which is is that we really wouldn't be able to continue to do this and also allow space for the podcast to grow and figure out what the fuck it's going to be if we ever get through this show Mm -hmm. without the support of our patrons um i have a little goal in mind for it but i'm not ready to announce that yet so just get on over there are you going to tell me the goal I, I, well, you already know it, so I just don't know that you remember it, but oh. <laughs> that's upsetting. <laughs> so I mean, talk about business partners. <laughs> I think I shared a spreadsheet with you recently and you did not look at it. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Yeah, let's not get into let's not Let's not fight on the podcast in front of yeah, the children. Yeah, we don't need the house. Com- we don't need the housekeeping stuff, you know. Yeah, no, we don't need to air that out let's there. Let's not get into our business practices. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, wow. So, look, it is... I don't know how else to say this, but let's just get into Sex the City, because frankly, I can't talk about our day anymore. I can't, like... Because, like we said, we have been recording for the last hour. Just trying to simply get something to you people. (laughs) We've done the intro, like, eight times. We've asked each other how our day was. We've done the thing. We've done this. It's like, oh, my God. I've given that Patreon spiel about 19 times You have. You sounded sounded beat down and exhausted this time. You're like... You guys, just please, like, we really need you guys to support us. <laughs> but uh, we, I, I do just, of course, want to, and again, we have said this four times, I want to welcome back 
Mm. a king. And honestly, the only way we're getting this podcast to you people. And look, it did seem that the thing that was holding us back was quite an easy solve. <laughs> My mind would have never gone there. No, no, no. Did not know that was a barrier to success. Didn't know. And that is the return of our king, our prince, our number one boy, Brian. <laughs> producer Dumplin'. Brian. King Dumbling, he's back. He's getting us straight. The audio is going to be better than ever. And um, hopefully, you know, we're going to really get you guys some stuff. And that's really all thanks to him. And I, and this is a quote from Brian. As he said, Uh-oh. I make you guys sound smarter. That was a tough note, but I appreciate it because I appreciate that extra effort. It's tough to, you know, hear the note under the note. Right. But yeah. I've always said Brian is not afraid of fearless feedback. No, 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 and no. He no. delivers you it in the eyes. with such panache and deadpan that you're mm-hmm. talk again about being shaken like a rattle after some of his mm-hmm. notes. I've just been like, Yikes. yeah, simply just talking to the mic, you know. He's Please, been, he's been like, look, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't record on a windowsill, you guys. Do you think he would have? Remember liked- when the blinds simply just closed on my camera? I think that, that was the first episode with him, and he did reference that earlier when I was recording from simply my bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that he, was in the beginning? That was in the he very, very beginning. Like two weeks ago when you recorded from bed? No, he would have said, Get your ass up, bitch. Simply holding the mic in hand. Yeah, you said, Are you resting? And I go, You simply, yes, you were I at am. Full rest with the camera on. Camera on. I was lounging. But honestly, that was during my trauma week. And I feel like I Everything was deserved forgiven. some, uh, yeah, like I deserve some grace. Yeah. Well, let's get into this episode once mm. again. Yeah, let's get into it. This is Season 5, Episode 7, The Big Time. We'll start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie and Samantha travel cross-country for business and pleasure. Charlotte considers selling her apartment. And um, for the second time today, I'm seeing that blank note. Because I forgot to write anything about Miranda. Because she Just a bullet. Just a blank Just a bullet, bullet point. Because she don't do much in this episode. So she didn't even get... She I didn't even quite literally name. does nothing in this episode. And not in the sense of like, where it's like, oh, like we're just not really into her storyline. It's like, she's just not around. She ain't there. She's gone, baby gone. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's tough to also stare down and see that I didn't write an episode description. but And that my notebook is upstairs. You know, a lot is going on here. Mm-hmm. But... One thing I did have to say about this episode is, is that it covers territory that, to me, we have already tread, and that is in the mm-hmm. pilot of Sex in the City. This episode is all about, like, are women the new bachelors? And we kind of mm-hmm. covered that. Are one. we reclaiming our sexuality as women? Mm-hmm. I didn't Not know, even that, honestly. I didn't <laughs> even know it needed to be reclaimed. I thought they had I it. I didn't either. <laughs> I thought we had it. Um, but it is very, you know, referencing in conversation with ripping itself off from the pilot of this show in which Mm -hmm. Carrie ponders what it means to have sex like a man. Mm -hmm. So let's hear the monologue and then start to break down the girls. More and more single women of a certain age are looking for a certain thing. And that certain thing does not necessarily involve a certain ring. We may have traded the little black book for a little black dress, and replaced the Ferrari with a Fendi, but in view of certain evidence, I had to wonder, are we the new bachelors? I hate this monologue. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) It's really, really lazy, and it's really bad. And this is, you know, coming from me. This is coming from from a person who simply didn't know where his headphones were today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was, you know. It's tough. Tough news. We live and we learn. <laughs> and then we get loves or whatever the fuck that commercial was. And do you know what I'm talking about? Was that a commercial? For the diapers? Yeah, you live, you laugh, and then you get loves or live, laugh, loves. I think it was live, laugh, loves. Yeah, you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. Let's chat about Miss Hobbs and her lack of a storyline. Casper the ghost. We get her in the first scene. She's talking about how she likes scallops and she likes the look of those men. Mm-hmm. And then we get her on the phone with Carrie and she's just snacking. And I did say, like, she is all of us, just never not on that couch. If she's not at the table with, like, 18 law books open, she's mm-hmm. on that couch with a beer in hand, mouth open, tongue out, can't lose, ready to nap. 
Yeah. That is me every Sunday. That's us. It's us. And by Sunday, you know, when she turns when she turns that brain off, she turns it all the way off. She puts on Jules and Mimi and she's ready to get fucking into it. I'm kind of scared about seeing Jules and Mimi again. You are? Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> Jules and Mimi. <laughs> it was like, we're degrading black men enough on this show already with this Blair Underwood's character. Well, and also it was like exactly like Miranda and Right, it was like, okay, doctor. so now we're going to add a second black. Mm-hmm. Are we to believe that Miranda, all she needed to do to get into black men was see them on television? It's like, yeah. what's <laughs> happening? Um, yeah. I the only thing I wanted to say about Miranda is is that I would have really appreciated had we taken some time off of the train antics and gotten into. I'm sorry, something's going on with your camera. Where just yeah, hair it was Barb's is hair. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, I know this isn't a visual podcast anymore, and you can't see that. But there was it, just <laughs> it was just like stray hairs all over your face. I was like, is those your flyaways? Are you giving them that much do? <laughs> No, but I do have some here. Um, but, no, that was Barbara. No, what I was Barbara gonna, Ann. Barbara Ann. Uh, and shout out, we're recording on Barbara Streisand's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I wanted to say is, is I would have really appreciated a world in which we saw a storyline about how Miranda is very kind of traditionally in the male role in terms of Steve and their parenting and mm-hmm. how Steve is you know, Miranda's the bachelor in terms of their co-parenting and Steve's more feminine and flighty, although I guess he's mostly an absentee father and that's a role men seem very happy to play. (laughs) Sorry, guys. You know, when you're right, you're right. Um, Remember when he, he couldn't take care of his baby for one day? For one, oh yeah, I thought you were talking about last week when Miranda was down bad and she, he wouldn't even be there to help. No, it was just, I want to go to Atlantic City. And he was like, I can't take care of this baby. I'm going to scratch him with my dirty nail. That was so Clean your fucking, fucking hands. Wash your hands, you fucking idiot. He probably started COVID. Under those. Patient zero. Remember she was talking about his yellow toenail? Um, God. Yellow toenails, skid marks. This skid man is marks, disgusting. Basketball on her Ralph Lauren walls. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. I, and you know, I just, I rewatched and just like that. Can't finger. He, you know the what? The moment and that if, he washed his hands with the soap before he fingered her, no, I was no, like, no, 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 "Don't get into it." Mostly because that's Patreon content. We will Patreon. be, we will be re-reviewing and just like that with uh, fresher mm. eyes in the coming mm-hmm. weeks before season two uh, drops. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that actually did matter, and that's the reintroduction of a man named Harry. He came in a bit like a wrecking ball. Oh, exactly. Sweaty as hell, and. And look, Dripping. I know we've already talked about this, but we could not hear one another. <laughs> I was so embarrassed for Harry that I had to avert my eyes. Which part were you the most embarrassed the by? The minute the sweat hit the page on her signature, I had to turn my eyes away. I couldn't look at the screen. And he's not even paying attention. Like, he's not even realizing. He's so enamored with her enamored he's just looking at her she's looking at him like do you need a tissue yeah you're sweating all over my divorce paperwork and then he start. he dabs his forehead and the little piece of paper <laughs> gets stuck on his forehead and it is the most embarrassing sight outside of mm-hmm. steve with tampons in his nose and that mm-hmm. I liked. Like, that I had a laugh at. This one, I was like, I can't look at this. It was... No, this was bad. I didn't want to see my man done like this in his, re- in his glorious return. Mm-hmm. But Charlotte is officially divorced. And the thing that I was most shocked by and almost didn't remember is that she is considering selling the apartment. What mm-hmm. do you think of that? I hated it. Yeah, it's I was dumb. so pissed. I was like, why would you fucking give that up? And even he was like, wait... So why did we do all of this? Although he calls it a pagoda in a strange way. I don't know what he was talking about there. What's a pagoda? It's like, um, I don't really know how to describe what a pagoda is. It's just like... Is a, it an apartment? It's No, it's a pagoda. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. It's like a like a building but a, mm. that lives in a park. <laughs> mm. That's, okay. I don't know that it has any like functional usage. I, I mm. just know I like them. I know someone with the last name, Pagoda. That's beautiful. I mean, great. I'm sure she knows what it is. I'm sure, but maybe. And then they go and look at this bachelor pad apartment. And 
I have never been... First of all, it, it, to me, this is, like, what I feel like the men on Love is Blind think their apartments look like. Mm-hmm. We got a zebra rug bar in the bedroom. Uh, no. This is what... You know whose apartment it kind of reminds... Or room it reminded me of? Whose? Diggers. Digger. Oh, Digger Styles. I was like, mm-hmm. I went through like 18 men on this show, like Digger, 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 Digger. No, no, no. Digger Styles and Gilmore Girls. Like the TV, like the cool, okay, like electronics. Diggers wasn't like, like, it was, Diggers wasn't like to get you going. <laughs> no, this was like absolutely fucking, this is like a sex shack. There was mechanical blinds and there was a bar like at the foot of the bed and there was like a zebra, like you said, a zebra rug. It was horrible. Now I have been home with a man who had a very similar boudoir. Oh my. And, and it was shocking. Like he just had a lot of stuff going on. Um, He had, well, maybe this should be behind the paywall, but fuck it. I'm Go just going to say it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go for it. He had put on like really aggressive porn, I guess before he had it queued up so that it was playing. So I suppose it had been playing the whole so time. So you walked in. Into a bedroom that was very much like this. There was music. There was, and then there was this porn on the television. And it was all red. And it was terrifying. And I hightailed my body right the hell out of there. <laughs> I have also been in a situation similar. He had a mechanical bed. Yeah, didn't he play Peaches and Cream? Mario Luigi and a Donkey Kong too. A thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you. Princess Peach at the end of the line. I'll make you mine. Oh, Peaches, Peaches. Yep, and I got the fuck out of there. <laughs> sure did. But didn't you go back a sec for a second round? <laughs> <laughs> and I believe he might have um, been a bit of a screamer. Me? No, 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 him. I think he, you know, screamed into you. He was, yeah. <laughs> yes, you, he did. I forgot about that. You can that. let that image do whatever you guys want at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second time was horrendous, and it was really bad. One of the most traumatizing nights of my life, and I uh, escaped. And I want everyone to know I did not go back for seconds to my gentleman. I was in a dark place. Let's just leave it there. Very yeah. dark. Um, But then Harry really, I mean, I thought... This is the Harry we all love when he goes into his monologue about how he feels about Charlotte. Ugh. And frankly, there's no she, way um, you'd hear a man say that and not sleep with him. When he said, I'm fucking Romeo over here, that is like I, poetry. I mean, if you've read Romeo and Juliet recently, Romeo's, he's really down bad for Juliet and um, Rosalind. You know, he's a poet. He's a lover. A lover. To say that to a woman, you're going to get something. That one. Well, and, to me. and then and then her reaction she's like harry i'm in my glasses is so fucking cute and charlotte like i loved it and so they have sex no i don't know that she jumps on him i don't know that that is that jumps. gentleman living there at the time <laughs> like harry no the man like who's i know he's selling it but i believe he still lives there and it's like do you have i would be very upset if wait my friends i thought had, this was harry's apartment no 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 it's his friend's apartment who's looking to sell it Oh. Harry simply subletted it during his divorce. It is a nice nod that I feel like we don't ever talk about Harry's divorce again. Particularly ever. around it would be it would have been a nice nod that Harry is worried about like marriage because he's been divorced before or even for us mm-hmm. to learn that the first woman he married wasn't Jewish also and that was very difficult for him in terms of acclimation and that's why it's even more important to him for Charlotte to um I was going to say mm-hmm. transfer, but that is not the right word. No. Commute? Convert. 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 <laughs> like commute to Judaism? How do you get mm-hmm. over there? <laughs> Take a subway. Yeah, like, oh, like a bus? I don't know. It just felt like we dropped that in and it would have been nice if we closed the circle on it. And maybe we mm-hmm. will and in just like that. But there's no scenes in this show that make me happier, more thrilled, and more seen than when Charlotte and Anthony got together. And when they were at that strip club, it was just like the two sides of me whenever I open mm-hmm. an online dating app. Like, can I just say I want to fuck? No, I have to be romantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's truly like watching you. Two sides of you. Just Charlotte and Anthony. Charlotte, Anthony. That's an LTW. Or no, an- Dr. Nia Wallace. I don't have no LTW in me. No, 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 no. You're definitely a Dr. Nia Wallace girly. 
Um, but I love this scene. Um, and I really appreciate, and I wish we got more of them. And particularly around Samantha, she never has another pal. Like, she doesn't have a friend who we see her hanging out with. And I guess neither does Miranda. I guess Miranda is Magda. Like, we see Miranda now with Dr. Nia Wallace, but before that, we never see her with anybody. Yeah, but I guess Magda is her person. Her, like, scene partner outside of the four Brady. Yeah, baby Brady, but definitely Magda. But Samantha never has a consistent, like, buddy outside of the group in a way that I think would have been nice. And you think they would have given her one since she seemed to hate working with these women. (laughs) You would have thought. give this woman someone to hang out with. Yeah. Um. Mm. And so, so Charlotte really does attempt to, you know, be that confirmed bachelor, have sex like a man. And I really was laughing every time she was like, Dude, I like your hard dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so, it doesn't roll off the tongue for Charlotte. It's so like, incredibly just, performative. Yeah. She's like, Harry, you have to stop. And like, I like that she told Anthony, she's like, it's the best I've ever had, but he's so ugly. <laughs> ugly sex is hot. Yeah. And also, Harry, I don't... Look, is he, like, traditionally, like, the man Charlotte would go for? No. But they're playing him like he's fucking Tom Bigbone. back of Notre Dame. I know. It's we've very weird. We've seen worse men. I, we've seen Charlotte with worse-looking men. Horrible. So, get the... I think Harry's much better looking than that lacrosse... Well, I don't want to say that again. You know... Well, you know what I said about lacrosse players a few weeks ago. Oh, you didn't say it, but, but I got what you were I saying. I think a lot of people we picked all up. read between those lines. Yeah. Um, but I think Harry's a lot better looking than that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that blonde guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I really hated the shot of Harry's back. Okay, so I wanted to Google, like, did they put fake hair on him? It did or not is that seem really to be real. Hair? Okay, you don't think? No. Okay. Seemed to be quite fake in my opinion. Okay. I'm so excited for this love story. One of my favorite episodes is when she is so upset that he won't propose and they're in the dining room and he wants to watch the game or something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so excited to get to that scene. I really just love Harry and Charlotte. I want nothing bad to happen to them. And I really hope it just like that never goes there. I don't think they will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope in season two they're able to find some complicated stories for them that still like talk about the frustrations and troubles of being in a long-term partnership without Mm -hmm. ever veering towards the D word. Mm -hmm. I would love that. I think that that would be really powerful. And, you know, never mind. I was going to say my Jeremy rewatch, but saving that for the Patreon. Behind the paywall, guys. Get back there with us. I was going to say it's hard (laughs) to get back there, but it's actually quite easy. Super easy. (laughs) Um, Let's chat about Carrie and Samantha. Mm. Then the train. So before we get to the train, we open. Miranda was replaced by the train on this episode. Yeah. She was. She was replaced by a conductor and two Amish people. And we'll get into all of that. Yeah. Before we get there, we have Carrie at the opening dinner and she's just horny. Horny as fuck. And as much as I don't enjoy season five, I will say there are some things that are, you know, just burned into my memory the loneliness is palpable, the zazazoo. And th- those are, you know, one example of something I love and one example of something I hate. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is truly burned in my memory is when Carrie says, I just want to feel the weight of a man on top a of me. A man on top of me. I feel like that is one of those at times in which the show found a perfect way to give language to the sort of intimacy that comes with sex that is not actually sex like Mm -hmm. the idea that that is actually a sort of pleasure that one gets from that act that isn't actually just physical that well it of course is physical but isn't the physical sensation of sex do you know what i mean yeah it's a really primal and great image also Mm -hmm. like you just kind of get it like the moment she says it it just like hits you and you're like yeah that makes sense like She's not saying it in, like, an emotional way where it's, like, I want to feel him. It's, like, I just want to feel somebody on top of me. Like, the weight. What did you think of um, this stupid – well, I guess I've tipped the hat about how I think about it. This uh-huh. stupid thing of, like, oh, we should open a brothel with 500 count- uh, Egyptians. I was, like, is this really what you guys needed to write for they, Cynthia Nixon? Is she, did she harm the writers? 
no, they truly um, were reaching for some sort of dialogue. Absolutely like it just didn't reaching. work. Like it was just a lot of words and like nothing was really being said. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. What did you think of, I'm gonna get laid, I'm gonna get laid? I just was, like, disgusted. I was like, what is going on? And then the whole idea that she's like, she's like, we're going on a train. And Miranda's like, why aren't you going on a plane? And she's like, I'm scared of flying. She didn't even say that. I think she just gives some cockamamie bullshit about she doesn't want to, like, TSA to go through her makeup bag. For her makeup bag? Ma'am. I was like, you've been on a plane before. We saw you. Be be normal. Yeah. She needed to get real. She needed to get real. Because first of all, okay, let's get into this train. Yeah, please. I can't, we can't keep dodging this. I really love the scene of them walking onto the train. I love the, okay, first and foremost, let's chat about Samantha. Samantha is sort of tired of New York. She feels like same old, same old. Which to me feels almost like that episode where she has sex with the same guy and he thinks they were doing sexy stranger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's just like, no, I just forgot until he was like, pull on my hair, pull on my hair. Yeah, and she was like, oh. These men are hey. sickos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's bored. She's bored with the food. She's bored with the scene. She's bored with the people. She's just fucking bored. Which does happen, right? We all need to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, so I love that she says Samantha's bored enough to go. And I always think, I mean, literally every single time I'm on a train, I think about her line of, you never know who's getting on or getting me a huff. Yeah. <laughs> she can't fucking help herself. And, and then they the hear all episode, aboard. I thought of you on the train. Okay, I gotta tell you, I take a train maybe once every three to four weeks. I'm never not on a train. You're never not. Th- guys, this is not, I don't, I've never seen such a train. This was like, <laughs> I don't know what the, the concept of trains. First of all, there are actually nicer rooms than the one they're staying in. Mm-hmm. However, you, it is true, you're gonna shower over toilet. Like, that is just. <laughs> But, like, what did you think? I, I don't know what they thought. Because it, it is almost like if you thought first class thought of an airplane. They thought this was the Polar Express. But the, it's if you were like, oh, yeah, I'm flying first class. And you imagined it was like your apartment. Like, it is always going to be what it is. It's a train, babe. It's a train. What really drove me insane is when they walk into the cafe cart. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, and no cafe, you're lucky if the person, the attendant is actually even behind the little food station. Usually they're just sitting waiting for you to stand there and they Mm -hmm. might come over and help you. I've had to regularly go over and tap the woman to get my second train line and just like had to wake her up and be like, sweetie, (laughs) it's that time. Look alive. My Pino's out. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) I've only got 45 minutes left on this train. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And not to mention, they also look crazy. Oh, we're going to talk about the looks. Okay. Go, this is the craziest we've ever seen. Them. They go over to the man and ask for a table for two. He looks at them like, will you sit the fuck down? So, like, look around, bitch. <laughs> it's packed to the brim. There's not a seat in sight. But also, that's not how trains work. There's not a man wandering they... around giving taking orders. Can I say... I feel like they thought that this train was going to be like the Titanic. Have they ever been on a train? I'm Any... picturing they thought it was going to be the Titanic, Chris. Like where there's like well, it definitely linens sunk. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. interest in the episode. It like felt sticky. Like it, it felt, felt like sweaty. A, back. I feel like this is season five an immersive experience because I feel like every episode we're in some situation I don't want to be in. Yeah. On a train yeah. for three days, eating club sandwiches. Then they proceed to sit <laughs> next to two Amish people and behave in the most mm-hmm. uncouth manner. Horrible. I don't care if they're Amish or not. You literally do not say, like, I'm so fucking horny and the train rocking really hasn't helped. I don't care. If I said next to someone... Who said that? I would be like... I would literally point at them and say, no, you leave. You go. Go back to where you came from. (laughs) It's so upsetting. You go get some home training. It's so... It's crazy. Like, how come they've never been out of the house? And That's how, like, we all acted coming out of COVID. Like, we all acted up. But then they proceed to order martinis. Mm. Uh, And again, I've been on many trains. You're lucky if you can get a gin and tonic. Like, you take what you get. Yeah, you're getting wine out of a can, babe. 
Like you're it's you're fighting not for out life. of a can, sweetie. It's out of a tiny bottle. Like a can <laughs> would be refreshing. I'd welcome like a, a Sutter can. home. Yeah, you're getting a Sutter home or bust. Okay, <laughs> you're not getting it in a can. Like Moscato. No, they have or like a Pinot Grigio. They've got a Pinot Grigio. They've got a Chardonnay. And they've got a uh, what I would only refer to as a blush. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> And these pictures are like, I want a martini with blue cheese olives. And there's a saying, you know how you said earlier that there's just certain things in the show that just stick with you and you're just like, hmm, hmm. why is this sticking with me? Mm-hmm. Every single time I have a zit, I think of this This episode, thing has roots. And I... <laughs> Every single time. I popped one, but not three days ago and thought it. No, but I also think of the comment about the potato chips. Oh, I think Where this... she's like, you even saying potato chips, I feel this thing getting bigger. And I think about that line all the time. I did appreciate when Samantha simply said, when she said, when Carrie said, can you see my pimple? And Samantha said clearly, you're starting to look like you belong on a train. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I have felt that on a train when you're like, God, everyone cute's getting off and more ugly people are getting on. And I got to tell you, they usually get on at Philly. Chris. I know I've heard from people about my disdain for Philadelphia, but I have to live in my truth. Maybe that needs to be behind the paywall. Yeah. The truth. I'm just going to do a whole episode about my 10 reasons I hate the city of Philadelphia. Brotherly, love my ass. Is that Philly? I'm excited to hear about this. Yeah, Philly's the city of brother. I was like, Pittsburgh? Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. Not down on my my city um, slogans. Yeah. <laughs> What's Detroit's? Motor City. Is that, that's not a slogan, that's its nickname. Oh, we don't have one. Okay, yeah, that also yeah. went bankrupt. <laughs> they had to sell that too. Yeah, when, when Danny and I went to Chicago, I kept calling it the wrong names. So I would be like, the city of love. And he was like, you're the most annoying girl I've ever met. Welcome to the Big Apple, Chicago. Yeah, I kept doing that. I'd be like, the city of lights. And he was like, please, The home of Aurora Borealis, classic (laughs) downtown Chicago. I was so insane. Anyway. Um, um, so they get to California. This zit's really disgusting to me. But we've all been there. Not on your cheek like that. It looks painful. And also, I mean, look, it, it, it does show a level of intimacy and friendship. I would literally choke a friend, the life out of a friend, if they were popping a zit in front of me. Um, we had, we didn't even talk about the bachelor party. Are we already? Are we, oh, okay. Hmm. When Samantha shows up, <laughs> wasted. No, no, no. Well, she's sober when they arrive. Oh, she's sober. And she's, like, mm, she's sober. And then she gets one of you, I hope one of you men can help me pop my cork. And they and look it at her. cut to the um, the most Philadelphia-looking men I've ever seen. Bumpkins. They look straight out of the city of brotherly love. They, <laughs> Kings of Queens. Yeah. Talk what? about a CBS sitcom. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I'm going to hear about this one. I know it. I know it. <laughs> I'm going to get read for filth. Yeah. People are going to be like, and you live in fucking Baltimore. And I'm like, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I know we are coming from Baltimore and Detroit. It's yeah, not like it's we're like, living in like Miami. It's like it's tough to it's tough to look down on a city when we live where in our respective homes. <laughs> you know, it's um you don't hear a lot of people talking shit from where we live. No, 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 no. Um, and that's how you know the energy is low in a few places. If I go there and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's bad. But you're right. The men want literally nothing to do with her, which. Uh, I kind of agreed with them. I was like, if this woman came in and was acting like this, I too would be like, what's what's wrong with you? Like, can you sit down? <laughs> she's literally slithering along and she's like sidling up to them. I'm like, can you chill? And then you look at Carrie. She looks crazy. But <laughs> she's got this blush on. She just looks She looked nuts. like um I don't know. She looked like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> she looks crazy. She has so much blush on. I know. And I did want to, it is kind of fun to see them sort of out of their element. Like, maybe this is what, like, men in New York City, like, the conceit of the show is, is that Samantha is this 
undeniable sex figure. Like she would walk up to a man and say, mm, we've seen it. Like, mm, who wants yeah. to pop my cork? And it works. And I do mm-hmm. like that Like we're in like the real world now. And these men are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like we ain't on Sex in the City anymore. We're on in like, Minneapolis. Yeah, we're in like um, WKRP in Cincinnati. Like, yeah. <laughs> get it together. Yeah, these are like the real world dudes. Yeah, this, you're not getting Mister Big on this train. And now I am like, maybe I do love those guys. <laughs> maybe those men are icons. Those Philly bros. Those Philly boys. Um, n- you know, each and every one of them was in a um. Oh my god, a cargo short, and somebody's toes were out. Oh, Chris, somebody's. If not all of them. Each For and sure. every one of them. <laughs> and so then she, Samantha proceeds to get really drunk. Her hair is a fright. <laughs> like, Carrie finally pops her zit and they arrive in California only to um spend about a second at the hotel and head to mm-hmm. yet another Barnes & Noble set. For some reason, we're really at home in Barnes & Noble this season. Mm-hmm. And, Mr., uh, and we meet Mr. Winkle. Mr. Do you remember him? Now, I was going to ask, was this like um, when this Matthew McConaughey thing. like popped up on screen? Is Mr. Winkle yes. like a star? Mr. Winkle is a star. I don't remember I Mr. Remember Winkle. I remember my mom and I discovering Mr. Winkle. How did Mr. Winkle come to become famous? Was it from this guest spot? No. He was like a famous dog. But how would a dog get famous before social media? I really don't know. <laughs> I could see how dogs become famous now. But he was like the very TikTok. first like famous dog. How? Did he make I an don't appearance know the biography. on Oprah, Ellen? He must have. I believe he had made his television debut and several so you times. And so you Definitely on GMA. Oh, yeah, we loved him. We thought he was adorable. Because he was also a, like a dog you've never seen. Like he looked like a stuffed animal. No, was he not well? Was there like a no, sad story behind Mr. Winkle? Not a sad story that I know of. Well, I mean, he really took San Fran by storm because nobody was there to hear Miss Bradshaw read. That man. He was disgusted. He was me. <laughs> he was so sick. He was me when I got the email that Sarah Jessica Parker was going to be out of Plaza Suite. Just give me my money back and where's right. Mr. Winkle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then out of the clear blue, finally. Wait, I did just get word on Mr. Winkle. You say word like it came across, you Googled it. It came across my desk. Okay. Mr. Winkle was rescued as a stray in Bakersfield, California, a magazine photographer who remained his owner until the dog's death. So she would, so that's how it happened. So Mr. Winkle passed? Oh, yes. Chris, this show aired in like 2002. That's true. (laughs) 20 years ago. He dropped into Mr. Winkle. He died in 2017. Who's the most famous dog would you say right now? Who's the Mr. Winkle of today? Hmm. Bruiser from Legally Blonde? I was going to say Blonde? that Toast Dog. Bruiser uh, Woods? Yeah, Bruiser is... He's dead. He's long gone. And I'm sorry, the Toast Dog? Remember that dog called Toast? And like his tongue hung out? You know, when you when you pick, when you say that, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember him. But I didn't have a mm-hmm. name on him. But he died. Oh. So there's no current, there's no current dog. So guys, if you've got a, I say you need to get Ruby out there. Honestly, get her to the people. There's an open slot. Although I do think your mom's dog, Winston, would do a little bit better. He seems more Instagram ready. Uh, yes. Just like yes. kind of a we- He has more personality. He's a little more with it. Guys, wits about him. Yeah, he definitely has a presence of mind. <laughs> Ruby's yeah. laughing. <laughs> just, just does not have. But up stands old John James Preston. He's back, baby. Ooh. Big is back. What'd you think to see him? I was so happy to see those C's part and just see him sitting there. I was like, he's here. We're out of the darkness. He's here and he's perfect. Mm -hmm. All memories of Burger found dead. In a ditch. So they then, she runs back to the hotel, kicks Samantha out of the tub. Now, this was very reminiscent of the second Sex of the City movie when we will also find Samantha in a bubble bath and mm-hmm. she's rudely interrupted and has to get out with Paul Abdul. <laughs> That's just a sentence on... I love when we drop down on the second movie and we just say these like random things that happen and they're the craziest... Sen- it's the craziest sentence you've ever heard. It's just like, well, of course the women had to go to a, a bar full of um, international soccer players and saying, I am woman... It just had to happen. Yeah, it had to. 
And so Samantha decides to leave, and Big shows up with a little big red gum. And this was the second time I had to avert my eyes during this episode, was the gum acting from Ms. Sarah Jessica Parker. I couldn't watch it. It was so cringe. And he's, like, looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing? It truly... Okay, I am really starting to have a new appreciation for this episode. Because really what No, I'm kind of falling in love with it. Really what we're seeing is is if you take the behavior we all have accepted as normal and put it outside of New York, we're like, no. Because I bet we have seen Carrie Bradshaw do some weird, like, oh, mm mm-hmm. And then she tries to sexily hand it to him and then rips it back. And it's like, this is not cute. First of all, did Big Red sponsor this episode? Why are we dropped into Big Red? Well, Is that gum off the market? It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Do you remember when people would like lick the wrapper and stick it to their forehead and it would burn their skin? Excuse me? (laughs) You don't remember that? I know. My look. I I know. Generationally, we're off like by three or four years, but yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that was happening over there in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. That was happening in the day. Yeah. Um. She is just really crazy. You know how when we watch The Crown, we're always talking about Diana and her glancing. Carrie does a lot of glance work. She's yeah. always looking. Yeah. Like a little nuts. Well, speaking of a little nuts, they go to dinner and we discover that Big has um, read her book. And mm-hmm. what did you do? You think that this feels accurate to the character of Mister Big? Yes, I think he is only reading it because he doesn't live in New York anymore, and he probably like missed her and like thought about her and wanted to like see what this book was about. But I think if he lived in New York while this was going on, like he probably wouldn't have read it. But does it track that he would be so harmed by it? California has changed him. Mm-hmm. Not he's, completely. He's not, not California sober, that's for sure. No, no, no. But it's so funny because, like, Carrie's rubbing his leg under the table with her foot, like, trying to be all sexy. She's like he's Harvey crying. Weinstein. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> we gotta cut that. <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> I say leave it in. Okay, we'll put this one behind the paywall then. No, no, no. I say leave it in. I, but you guys know what I mean. I mean, just like she's rubbing on him, she's she attacks him at one point and tries to a kiss him. Dress, frankly. Well, I don't think it was seducing. He almost choked on his big red. Yeah, he was like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I hurt you, Carrie." And she's like, "Oh my god!" Like he's talking. He goes, "The part about the key was I really that bad?" And the the chemistry and the acting between the two of them is just so perfect. And she's just like, "Oh my god, this is the worst night of my life." But then she continually is like, "It's fiction. I made it all up." Does Carrie not know what type of writer she is? She is not a fiction writer. I know, and she knows that. I don't. She's just I, I, acting I, I, insane. I, I worry she does not. <laughs> I, I really am like, remember she when they were like, well, we're going to need you to clarify tone via an a, an apple, a, a prologue or what? Mm-hmm. And she was like, hmm, what yeah. do you mean by tone? Yeah, she just writes. She just puts those fingers to the keyboard well, and just, just blacks types out. Up, just typing questions. Mm-hmm. Who, what, where, why, and when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sick of her. So then she's begging him to like just lay on top of her and he's not wanting to do it. And they ultimately, we are to believe, pass out in bed to, with, next to one another. Him with the book directly on top of his face. This was like, okay, guys, we're now in like um, the Smurfs. La La Land. Or like, oh. It, yeah. That, whenever anyone falls asleep with anything over their face like that, I, I'm i always like, how? That's not a thing. It's like, guys, come on. We're not that. Yeah. This isn't that broad of a comedy. No. <laughs> Um, but then Big is ready and raring to go. The next morning, he's like, "Let's mm-hmm. go, baby! I'm into he, it." And that's, then he's like, "You need, you need stuff for your second book." That's the big I like to see. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I do appreciate this sort of storyline, but as we depart from Big, um, mm-hmm. because we only get, I believe, at least two more in-person appearance. This appearance and then one more in-person appearance from him. Mm-hmm. And then there's the phone sex episode. And mm-hmm. I do think we have to begin to see him grow. And I think that this episode really, to your point, proves he's been thinking about her and missing her. And I think mm-hmm. it creates a real connective thread to the man who shows up 
at her doorstep right before she leaves to go to Paris. And it is a nice companion to his return to New York and his um, heart failure. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, now, um, you know, does track even more devastatingly so. Yeah. <laughs> I was, believe, sitting in this chair when um, we recorded that episode. Maybe that's why. I, maybe that's why I don't like recording here anymore. When we down had here, to pause, when I broke down into tears at seven in the morning, <laughs> then went to see West Side Story and sobbed uncontrollably in the theater and had to leave. Yeah, and did miss the rest of the movie, but I I saw the rest of it eventually. <laughs> and so the next morning, she's having a better reading. Mister Winkle's gone. The people seem into it, and Samantha, ever the good friend she is, has purchased her plane ticket and gotten her some value. best friend. She said, "I best friend that in the train. world." Fuck no. Carrie's like, oh, I can't wait to get, I don't want to get back on the train. Smith's like, are you fucking stupid? We're getting on a plane, bitch. I would have put her on the train. <laughs> like, I'm going on a plane. I don't know what you're doing. You do you, boo. But I'm taking a plane first class. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about the fashion. 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 No, no, no. This is okay, collectively the, the good. craziest let's, looks Let's start I've with the seen. good. I thought Charlotte okay. looked beautiful in her athleisure as well as in her out, her pop collar dress she wore to view with the, the apartment with the glasses. I thought mm-hmm. she looked ravishing. My favorite look was the the uh, dinner or brunch look in the very beginning with Samantha. She's in this like gold, mm-hmm. like off the shoulder, like wrap top. And she just looks really beautiful. But then glowing. We got on the train and things went amiss. Awry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That hat. First that of all, wearing, she's wearing those. She looks fucking crazy. She's wearing those damn hand Dana fucking flowers again. Mm-hmm. Flowers. Come on, flowers. Remember? When, when, <laughs> when Oh, the man when he was tap dancing. <laughs> I think that was the worst. Um, flowers. Come on, flowers. <laughs> I was like, are you having a stroke? You <laughs> <laughs> your face was so upset. Oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Mercury and retrograde, guys. Sorry about that. Um, No, the train looks are, are looks I've never seen. Her hair is so upsetting. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've never. I didn't know what to do about it. I just. <laughs> I, I can't even laugh. It was so. <laughs> Oh my god, that no, girl. No, I have it. I have it. I have it still like on my computer right now so I can look at, the, at them. Just describe it to me. Just like, tell me what your eyes are seeing. <laughs> well, which one? Just give me Carrie. Give me Carrie. Just run down on what she's doing to that body. When she gets on the train? Any which one. Every single thing from the moment the train I'm, started. Okay. I'm looking at her right now and she is in a black outfit and that's not the problem the problem is the blush with the zit with the heavy eyeliner and the hair going everywhere did possible. she think it was only gonna be she... nighttime on the train yes like maybe that maybe her concept of trains also is that it was because she's wearing a heavy nighttime look mm-hmm. i did oh, think it was about 10 a.m in the morning well you know she does get on the train and she's in a visor of sorts a visor with a flower in a strange dress then you can see her pregnant belly she's carrying these gloves she's carrying she's got a that suitcase that suitcase seems as fuzzy print. as i've ever seen it's so atrocious it was like pat field just did a run on insanity i'm looking at this hat with the hair i've never, <laughs> never seen i've never anything. seen anything look as ghastly i could no it's deeply deeply upsetting you know what, actually let's just move on i can't even talk about it are you sure? Go oh, on if you must. I, I don't know that I have any. I, I, I don't think I can drag him anymore. Mm. Okay. In terms of the men, we had Harry, Big, and the men on the train. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Harry. I'm going to go with Big. He really got me with his, I'm like fucking Romeo over here. He wanted her and he got her. Love that. Laid it down with that Harry back. <laughs> now, what would you give this one out of 10? Honestly, before we started recording, I would have said like a four, and now I'm thinking like a seven. 
Yeah, I'm giving it a seven and a half. I really loved this episode. I did too. <laughs> it was wild. It was crazy. It was a bit of a fever dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the writers were thinking. I feel like the writers were really like, you know what would be hilarious? What if Carrie and Samantha took a train? <laughs> And then they were like, you know what? That's so funny. We don't have to do anything else. No. <laughs> Miranda, we don't even have to write They were like, in. you know what? Don't even write a fucking joke. It's going to be so funny when you see them on that train. <laughs> it's like, guys, it's a, it's like, what? Did the, I've never had less fun. I was so stressed out. Maybe I just don't like them in transit. Because now I'm thinking I also hated when they were on that plane to Abu Dhabi. And those and Carrie had that big ass hat on. Well, that was a different. That's different. That was the second movie. That was hell. Honestly, actually, I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I loved it. That was yeah. the best scene. Of- <laughs> yeah. Hanji. <laughs> yeah, everybody remember that? I'm just thinking about her hair in this episode with that hat. Oh, my God. And at one point, it was like she was doing that feathered look again. I've never seen someone simply try to do so much with so little. (laughs) I know. I know. She's got curls. Feathered, feathered, short hair. Short. I I feel like she's not going to do like a a lob by the end of the season. Like she's doing so so much with so little. It's so bad. I can't believe this is the woman we all got our eyes on and we're like, fashion icon. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think people remember season five. I, the way I know I didn't. are seeing it. I <laughs> definitely didn't. I remembered something different. Mm-hmm. To quote Natasha Rothwell from Insecure, remember me different. That's how I feel about <laughs> gir- girls season five. <laughs> what is the second city? Second season five. City. All right. Well, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss the season five finale, I Love a Charade. Oh, God. I know. I just flashed like 19 wrong things in that episode. <laughs> just Nathan Lane at a piano screaming, is that all there is? Yeah, and the melons. Oh, God in heaven. The melons. Harry's red back. He looked like Samantha. We get the Zaza Zoo next week. Oh, we do. Harry's red back. He looked like Samantha's chemical peel. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings (laughs) wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, do sign up for our Patreon at Shortcomings Podcast on Patreon.com. And follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219 on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram and I'm at Takers Aloft on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Wow, two hours later. <laughs> I cannot believe that took us so long. <laughs>